1: Hi, this is Derek Greer. I want to tell you about something new that I'm really excited about. It's Live Big Magazine, a free quarterly magazine featuring premium articles from myself and other expert contributors to help you live big in key areas of your life, such as faith, business, mental health, parenting, and a whole lot more. The good news is that it's absolutely free with no strings attached. I'll even pay for shipping. All you have to do is go to DerekGreer.com magazine. That's DerekGreer.com magazine to claim your free subscription today.
0: Military and federal employees. Consider Grace Church for your tax-deductible CFC donations. Grace is passionate about meeting the needs of people near and far every year we provide over 13 tons of food to thousands of local families through our weekly bag of hope emergency food services and school supplies gifts and other essentials to children who may otherwise go without we also serve the spiritually hungry and hurting through outreach streaming services and the live big broadcast people fighting suicide or simply needing answers let us know that the strong teaching gives them life-changing hope that draws them to christ No well, tomorrow can be bigger. Yeah. Just grow, let the world overflow. In. Give a life bigger than yourself. You're created for greatness. Give a life bigger
2: than yourself. Big, big. Welcome to Live Big with Bishop Derek Rear. Senior Pastor of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. Visit gracechurchva.org for this message and to find out more about how you can grow in Christ. We serve a big God, and we believe that His Word calls for us to live big. So our prayer is that this broadcast empowers you to live a life so big that it blesses everyone and everything around you. Let's get into the teaching.
1: Heavenly Father, I ask that you open eyes, illuminate hearts, that we all understand that you are with us, you will keep us, and there's no storm bigger than our God. We give you all the honor for what you accomplished today, and we pray this in the precious name of your son, amen. Open your Bibles to Acts 27 and verse nine, and we're gonna dig in line by line as we always do. And in verse 9, it says, Now when much time had been spent, a few chapters back, a, a band of radical Jews had bound themselves by an oath. And it was a very, very serious thing. They, they, they placed themselves under harem or, or a curse. Uh, and they, they said they would not drink or eat until they killed the apostle Paul. These guys were, were, were serious. Again, they placed themselves under anathema in the Greek harem in the Hebrew and basically they were calling down the curses of God on themselves if they did not accomplish this task which literally meant in this case killing the great apostle and and, and here's the deal when you're a threat you're always a target And and if God wasn't up to something in our lives the devil wouldn't be fighting us so hard and sailing was now dangerous so the context is you know they're trying to kill Paul he's in a ship and he's escaping his his circumstances, because he's appealed to Caesar. And the time, though, that that he's sailing, he's actually a prisoner here, was now dangerous because the fast was already over. And the fast here, he's referring to the Day of Atonement, which was uh, early September, uh, well, let's say late September to early October. Some people say that actually it was around October 5th, Uh, that particular year, but but the bottom line is it was common knowledge that the Mediterranean Sea was very dangerous this particular time of the year. The waters were very, very choppy. The wind was often abrupt, and Paul advised them, saying, men, I perceive that this voyage will end in disaster. Now, we can learn from this verse because it's very instructive. In fact, this is how the Lord speaks to me. I'd say upwards of 90% of the time. I can't really be specific about the details, but deep down in, in inside, I, I know that things are either going in a right direction and a wrong direction. He did not say, Thus saith the Lord. He said, I what? Perceive. And here's the reality we, we cannot always say in sentence form exactly what the Lord is saying, but we can often have a sense about the Lord's heart and direction in a situation. In the book of Proverbs, chapter 20, verse 27, it's explained it says this. The spirit of man, that's your, your, your spirit man, is the lamp or the candle of the Lord. Now, lamps in that time and candles were used for light. They were used to guide. And, and what he was saying is the spirit of man is, 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 is the place that God illuminates, guides, and directs us. It's the place actually where the Holy Spirit lives. You see, the mind needs reason to take direction. This is important. But the human spirit is different than the mind. It just needs to know. Again, your mind needs reasons, but your spirit seems to just know things and all it needs to do is what? Know. You know, all of us who know the Lord met him long before we began to understand him. That's important. We met him long before we began to understand him. How did we meet him? Because in, on the inside, we knew that Christ is Lord and we responded in faith. We didn't understand everything about The Lord. In fact, I I would even say that, you know, you think, well, that's strange. That's just, you know, a religious context. No, I'd say some of our our most important decisions in life are are just like this. I I knew my wife was the right one long before I understood all the reasons why. That's important. Now, I I can't explain how I knew, and you might not be able to explain how how, how you knew, but you knew sometimes and some things we just know, and that's the spiritual part of us. Paul advised them, saying, men, I what perceived? I perceived. Deep down on the inside, he discerned something. He just knew something. His mind had not caught up perhaps with with all the details, but deep down he knew something. And And he perceived that this voyage will end with disaster and much what? Loss. How often have we not listened to the things that God was saying to us deep down on the inside of us. How many times have we not listened to our own hearts? We, we got married anyway. We got into the car anyway. We went to that party anyway. I remember my first year in college, there was these guys in front of our, our dormitory, and there were five floors in the dormitory, and they were beefing with these guys on the fifth floor. And these guys, you know, I, I knew they, they were friends of mine, and, and they were hollering up at, at the window, so everybody in the dorm came downstairs because everyone wanted to see what, what was going on. But, you know, w- w- somehow when I came out, uh, you know, the guys in the street singled me out, and-, and they told me to come out into the street. Now, listen, I wasn't involved in the incident. They don't know me from Adam. But I'll tell you, when they called me, everything in me, everything in me said, don't do it. So, you know, it- it- I-, I-, I played it off. It was like, y'all don't want me to come out in the street. And then I, then I, w- I, w- I went inside. But, you know, uh, the-, the reality was, As soon as I got back on the inside of the building these guys pulled out weapons and it was serious there wasn't just two or three guys there was a lot of guys out there and and and, and they were armed and if it wasn't for my angel elbowing me and me listening I might not be here today he said men I what perceived now I didn't know why I shouldn't go out into that street it would have just been a normal fistfight but God knew and you got to learn to listen to your heart. Men, I perceive that this voyage will end with disaster and much loss, not only of the cargo and ship, but also our lives. Paul paid attention to the voice of his heart. And, and, and that's important, you know. Uh, Distracted driving causes thousands and thousands and thousands of, uh, of deaths in the United States every year. I, mean, I, I like this church sign. It says, honk if you love Jesus, text if you want to meet him. And, and that's important. We shouldn't text and drive, by the way. Uh, as bad as distracted driving is, I think it's distracted living that really causes the, the most destruction. So, so stop letting matters that matter less matter most. And and focus on what's important. And and sometimes our lives are so cluttered with everything else going on, the news or whatever I'm saying, we don't even hear our own hearts. Paul did not live like this. I want you to listen to a promise that Jesus gave each of us. He said, however, when the spirit of truth has come, anyone have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of them, living in your heart? Well, if he's there, Jesus says, he will guide you into all what? Truth. He will often let you know things before you even can explain those things. I, I can't explain how I knew Jesus was the Christ, but I knew it. And over time, I got deeper and deeper understanding of my reasons why or, or, or logic, if you will, began to line up with my, with my reasoning. But what I want you to understand about God is he is a spirit. He's not merely a mind. Again, God is a spirit, not merely a mind. He communicates in spiritual ways. So it may not always show up, in the form of an argument, a uh, well-thought-out idea or concept or defense. It's just a deep knowing on the inside. For he will, speaking of the Holy Spirit, not speak of his own or on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will what? Speak, meaning everything the Holy Spirit ever says to any of us will be tied back to Jesus. And and, and the Holy Spirit didn't come to create a new faith, if you will. He just comes to confirm the work of Jesus and the words of Jesus and to illuminate our hearts about what Christ accomplished, etc. But watch this next part. And he will, the Holy Spirit, will tell you things to come. A big part of the Holy Spirit's job description is to tell us our future. So if the Holy Spirit lives in you and you're always surprised, it's only because you're not paying attention. Let's go back to Acts 27, verse 11. It says, Nevertheless, the centurion was more persuaded by the helmsman and the owner of the ship than by the things spoken by Paul. One of the most expensive things you can do is pay attention to the wrong people. How many of you have a testimony about that? I know I I could tell you stories, you know, to the sunsets about the the many times I listen to folks I, I shouldn't. And because the harbor was not suitable to winter in, the majority advised to set sail from there also. Now, just because the majority may agree doesn't mean the majority is right. That by any means they could reach Phoenix a Harbor in Crete opening toward the southwest and northwest and winter there. So there was a, a strategy there. This was a, a safe port. But, but here's the deal. They took a gamble and they launched anyway. Here's some really, really, really good advice. If you're going to gamble, do not gamble against God. And this is what they did. When the south wind blew softly, they supposed that they had obtained their desire. It looked like everything was going right for a while. I mean, you know, the wind is blowing softly. It's like, hey, you know, Paul was wrong. You know, Bishop was wrong. And, and the Bible was wrong. All that was wrong. You know what? It's working out just fine. Putting out the sea, they sailed close by Crete. So these guys were still using their heads but they're about to run into to trouble. Again, at first, the, the storm is, I mean, the winds are real soft and nice, and everybody's smirking at at Paul's, like, man, you don't know what you're talking about. Stick to what you don't. Know. But two things cannot be hidden forever. A lie and the truth. Again, two things cannot be hidden forever. A lie and the what? Truth. Here's what I know. Sin wouldn't be so attractive if its if, if wages were paid instantly. But the reason... Sin is attractive is because payday is often six months, three years down the line, and and, 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 in the immediate moment, we're getting away with it. It seems like it's working out, but payday will come. But not long after that, a tempestuous headwind arose. At first, it was all good. It was smooth sailing. I mean, soft breeze, and everyone's having laughable and fun conversations, but, but just give it some time. You see, the devil's charming when he first asked for a ride, but let him in, and in just a matter of time, he's going to demand a drive. But not long after a tempestuous wind arose, a Northeaster called a Uroclodon. Everything was fine, but then out of nowhere, bam, and that's what happens in life, you know, we're we're doing things, Lord, you know, uh, as us against, we're doing things we know better than we should do. And then out of nowhere, all of a sudden, payday comes. Like, how did that happen? Where did that come from? And that's just the way it often is in life. And because they were exceedingly tempest-tossed. Now, nobody's going to like me today, but I'm going to do my job. If we're honest, 90% of the trouble we're in, God tried to warn us about. God tried to tell us, hey, hey you might want to go another way, but we wouldn't listen. The next day, they lightened the ship. Now, I skipped a, a verse there. We, we went to verse 18, a few verses, and they, they've already wrapped the ship with, with cables to keep it from breaking apart. This, this storm was, was strong and driving, and now they're finally throwing things overboard to lighten the loan. And, and it's important here that the things that just a few days ago, people would lie, cheat and steal, sell their mothers over, you know, uh, to, to, to get and to obtain, no longer had any importance. In the lives of these people, because ultimately when when push comes to shove, no one really wants to be the richest person in the graveyard and you would give up all your position, your possessions to live another day. And that's why we we can't just live our lives for things and stuff, because in the long run, we're going to realize what really mattered. And if we didn't live with proper priorities, we will end up with some regret. Verse 19. On the third day, we threw the ship's tackle overboard with our own hands. This was the last emergency measure possible. I mean, they had come to the end of the road. They're they're throwing over again the the, the tackle. Now, when neither sun nor stars appeared for many days, and this was a, a big deal because at this time in history, you could not navigate on the open seas without being able to see the stars. So this was like an entire cockpit of an airplane going out for, for something like 72 hours or so, because I believe it had been three days. They hadn't seen the sun or the moon or, or the stars. But the pilot has to keep flying. So he doesn't know if he's going to hit another plane. He doesn't know if he's going to hit another mountain. He can't really determine his height. And, and they were basically flying blind and said, no small tempest beat on us, meaning the seas didn't let up. The, the, the seas did not give any mercy. The wind... Did not show any favor. In verse 37, it says that 276 people were on board this ship. And now desperation sets in upon all of them. And, and you know that desperate people can do desperate things. And this is the environment and what's happening on the ship. But after long abstinence from food, now believe me, these are sailors. They're not fasting before the Lord. They were probably seasick. And this just speaks of the conditions that they were in. And everyone is, is just a mess. After long abstinence from food, Paul stood up in the midst of them and said, this is real leadership. Men, you should have listened to me and not sailed from Crete and incurred this disaster and loss. Paul wasn't shy here. He was like, hey, guys, I told you so. But his motive here was to, to use his new credibility to bring hope and not condemnation. And uh, it's important, you know, when you're right and over time and you earn a track record, you need to use that for good. And he said, and now I urge you to take what heart? He said, cheer up guys, as bad as it is, my God is still bigger than this storm. And we're about to see that one person with a word from God is a majority. So in, in spite of the attitude of this group, in spite of 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 the desperation of this group, this man stands up and now he has everyone's ear and watch what he says. For there will be no loss among you, but only of the ship. It was hard to believe if you were in this situation that there'd be no loss of life if the ship didn't make it because it was the ship that was keeping everybody afloat. So if the ship didn't make it, everyone's thinking, well, how are we, going to make it. But this is what God's been saying to me throughout this COVID crisis. He's been saying, don't tie your life to stuff that may not make it. You see, the way we used to do things, the things that that got us here may not be the things that, that God uses us to get us into the future. And that's super important. And sometimes we get attached to to the instruments or the mechanisms that God uses us to get, to get us to a place. But just like, you know, what the disciples on, on, on the water when they came upon the storm Jesus taught him you don't need that boat. All you need is my word and they walked on the water even without the boat That's what peter did and here Everyone thought we need the ship to get to where we're going and saying, no All you need is god and what he's saying to me is some of these things that I, I trust in and, and I might lean on I might not even realize i'm leaning on and, and trusting and saying, you you those things may not make it with you All you ultimately have is me Derek. and you're gonna have to trust your God. He said, and the reason why he was so confident is verse 23. For there stood by me, God doesn't forget his own, and God will not forget you in the midst of what's going on today. He'll stand by anyone who kneels. For there stood by me, and by the way, it's not too late. You can commit, recommit yourself to Jesus at any time. It's not too late because there stood by me this night an angel of the God of whom I belong and whom I serve. And by the way, the God he served was about to save folks that didn't even serve the same God. So you can impact everyone in your circle if you continue to trust God the way he wants you to in this season. And that angel said to him, do not be afraid. Now, here's the deal. If Paul wasn't afraid, the angel wouldn't have to say, do not be afraid. Paul was obviously getting afraid. And what I'm trying to say here is don't feel ashamed if you have some moments that, you know, with all the stuff we're hearing and seeing, you, you, you feel a little bit of, of fear. So just admit it, but also let God pull you out of it. Don't stay there. Uh, he, he said, listen, the angel said, listen, Paul, you don't have to be afraid because your life's not tied to this boat. Your life's not tied just to the economy. Your life's not just tied to what the government's saying. Your life is not just tied to to, to, to things that are happening around you. It's tied to my word. And if you listen to my word, it can keep you despite what happens to the ship. And then he says something important. And it it encouraged me when, when, when I read it. He said, Paul, as big as this crisis was, God still called him by name. Paul was not just a number. He wasn't just a statistic. Right now, we're seeing all these statistics out there, and we're scared that we might be one of the statistics, and, and we're like, God, you know, do, do you care about me individually and my personality? But he called him Paul. In the middle of 236 other people in a crisis, he still knew his name and cared about his specific situation. And, and my confession still remains, a 1,000 may fall at my left hand, 10,000 at my right hand, but it shall not come near me. Paul. You must be brought before Caesar. This is important. In other words, Paul, I still have things for you to do. So tonight is not your night. And as I was reflecting on this, and, and you might say it differently, but for me, I was saying, you know what? I still have a church to pastor. I still have a few thousand sermons to preach. I still have a, a building to build, grandchildren to to, to see. I'm not going anywhere. And that has to be our conviction. And let God begin to show you things to come, show you your future. And when you see your future, and if God shows you your future, there must be a future. And he's going to get you there. But we can't always cling on the boat. We can't always trust in the ship. We cannot always trust in the things that got us here to get us where we're going. We got to trust God's word. And then he said, and indeed God has granted you all those who sail with you. I'm going to make it, and if you're with me, we're going to make it together. That's our conviction, and that's what we believe in the midst of this storm. Therefore, now he's encouraging the people. He uses credibility to encourage the people. Take heart. A lot of people may go to church, but I believe God. This is important. He did not say he believed in God. James teaches us that even demons in hell believe that God exists. They believe in God. He said he believed God, not believed in God, meaning he took God at his word and trusted it. So believing in God, that God exists, is not necessarily going to get you through this storm. We have to believe in the word that God has spoken to us. We have to begin to believe God. For I believe God that it will be just as he told me. A lot of people who believe in God are not going to make it, but it's those that believe God who are going to have a fighting chance. And then he continues, however, meaning there's promise and there's hope, but I also want to tell you the downside. However, we must run aground on a certain island. Again, Paul couldn't believe in the ship. He couldn't believe in the sailors. He couldn't believe in the sails of the ship. They threw those overboard. He couldn't even believe in the wind. All he had left was God's. And what I'm saying to you today is you may not be able to put your confidence in the government. They say one thing one day and another thing the next. Please do not put your confidence in what these news broadcasters are saying.
2: This is the Live Big Broadcast with Derek Greer. We pray that you are inspired to think big, do big, and live big. Our goal is to compel you to live in a way that overflows and blesses those around you. We invite you to meet us online for vibrant worship and strong Bible teaching each Sunday and Wednesday on social media or gracechurchva.org. You can also tune in to the Live Big Broadcast on television. So check your local TV listings or visit GraceChurchVA.org for the broadcast schedule. That's all the time we have. But until next time, remember, you have what it takes in Christ to live big.
1: We want to tell you about something new that we're really, really excited about. It's Live Big Magazine. Live Big Magazine is a free quarterly magazine featuring premium articles from Derek Greer and other expert contributors. It's all designed to help you live bigger in key areas of your life, such as faith, business, mental health, parenting, and a whole lot more. The good news is that it's absolutely free with no strings attached. We'll even pay for shipping. All you have to do is go to DerekGreer.com slash magazine. That's DerekGreer.com slash magazine to claim your free subscription today.